drugs, and the cop slaps him across the side of the head, palm walloping the boy's ear. Raul cringes. Carlos grunts and falls to the floor, but he doesn't speak. After a few seconds, he pushes himself to his hands and knees. A growth spurt has left him tall but painfully thin. In a sleeveless cotton shirt and his frayed Ocean Pacific shorts, he looks frail. Damn wetbacks. The bald cop pulls Raoul from the closet. Carlos stands, shoulders squared. He rubs the side of his face where the officer struck him. He looks at both policemen, face determined. He says, Get out of my house. The fear inside Raoul spikes as high as the tallest building in Dallas, and then lessens, replaced by something else. Pride, and more than a little envy. He is proud of his brother, the strength he possesses, the way he stands up to the gringo cops. He is also envious because he knows this strength will never be his. He is weak, a follower, not a leader. The red-haired cop, the older of the two policemen, stands absolutely still. There is no movement inside the house. Even the specks of dust seem to have stopped their dance in the light from the living room window. Outside, the popsicle man rings the bell on his paleta cart. A dog barks. The bald cop chuckles, lights his cigarette with a zippo. The Delgado boys, hard-ass criminals. The red-haired cop shakes his head. Looks like we're gonna have to take us a little ride. He grabs the brothers by the neck, shoves them toward the front door. Raul's knees are wobbly. He knows his brother has had encounters with the law before, but he is startled to hear their family name mentioned. His stomach rumbles, and he worries that he might wet his pants, or worse. A few seconds later, both boys are in the back of the squad car parked in their driveway, hands cuffed behind them. The peeling paint on the side of their house appears dirtier than usual. Heat waves shimmer above the air conditioner mounted in the front window. The street is empty. Police cars in this neighborhood tend to do that. The popsicle man is nowhere to be seen. Raoul blinks sweat from his eyes. Then he begins to cry. The bald cop sits in the passenger seat. He looks in the back and says, Pussy. Carlos Delgado is quiet as the red-haired officer pulls out of the driveway and speeds down McKinnon Street. The neighbors' houses pass by, clabbered shacks ringed by chain-link fences. Some are white, others painted a riot of different colors, green and purple, bright yellow, orange. This section of Little Mexico is Raul's home, the only place he knows. His parents moved to Dallas from the Rio Grande Valley when he was a toddler ten years ago. And South Texas is not even a recollection now. He wonders if he will ever see any of these houses again. The red-haired officer cuts across Harry Hines Boulevard, a large street that leads to downtown and the police station. He keeps driving, zigzagging his way toward the deserted area by the railroad tracks. Where are you taking us? Carlos says, alert. Neither officer replies. The houses become smaller and grubbier the closer they get to the railroad. There are more vacant lots, 
the packed earth covered in trash and cast-off junk, car parts, refrigerators, mattresses. A few hundred yards in front of them looms the twin smokestacks of an old power plant, long closed. To the right of the power plant sits a huge concrete structure, a grain silo. You can't take us here. Carlos's voice cracks. We have rights. The bald cop chuckles as the squad car rattles over a series of train tracks. A few moments later, they stop by a grove of cedar trees shading an abandoned building. The red-haired cop rolls down the windows, turns off the ignition. The engine ticks as the bald cop lights another cigarette. No people in sight, just the four of them in a hot squad car. Where's the cash? Red hair looks in the mirror at Carlos. Carlos blinks. His skin has grown pale.